Good morning, everyone. So today we uh, celebrate the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And there is so much theology around baptism that today I decided not to even try to explain everything. But I want to, before we jump into our main kind of uh, reflection today, I want to give you a bit of a, a cliffhanger. The Catholic Church teaches that baptism is necessary for salvation. Do you know that? Okay. That's crazy. Shouldn't it be something like whether or not you're a nice person? Right? People who are jerks don't go to heaven. Something like that, right? Shouldn't that be what the Bible says? It, it seems like it, doesn't it? I can't, I'm not going to explain to you why this morning because you should know why. And if you don't, I want to challenge you you should call the office and you should come to one of our baptism classes and you should learn why baptism is necessary for salvation. Because most people think we're crazy for believing that and you might be one of them. But one last cliffhanger. I'll give you one reason why. It doesn't really explain it, but Jesus says so. Mark, this is Mark 16, 15. After the resurrection, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Okay. You might not know this, but I'm pretty convinced that almost every single Disney movie is about Catholicism. It's true. And the, the reason for this, somebody asked me, like, are you serious? Like, even Frozen? I was like, yes, Frozen is about Catholicism. <laughs> the reason is because all Disney does is they steal old Christian stories from the Middle Ages, and they make movies out of them. But today, there's a story that explains what I want to preach about, about baptism. There's a Disney movie. And if you remember one thing about the sermon today, my main thing I want to convey to you is that your mission in life Right? What God is calling you to do flows from your identity. It flows from who you are. So many of us, I hear all the time, Father Brian, what does God want me to do? It's a good question. It's a very good question. But a better question is, do you really know your identity in Christ? If you're not rooted and grounded in your identity in Christ, mission doesn't even matter. Christianity is not primarily something you do. It has much, much more to do about who you are. So the movie that's about this that Disney did such a good job making, we're going to show this in RCIA, is, of course, The Lion King, which is the best Disney movie ever made that's objective and fair. Um, (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking, right? The reason that the Lion King is about baptism, you're all thinking, right? Remember that epic opening scene? And, like, the drums are beating, right? And then you hear the guy, I can't do it. Does anybody want to belt out the... You've all done it. I know you have. (laughs) I'm I'm tempted to try, but... (laughs) Right? 
And then there's that really sweet African monkey, is it like a baboon or something? Rafiki, right? And he grabs Simba and he's like, <laughs> we should do that at every baptism, right? <laughs> I really feel that way sometimes. Like, it's so awesome. You get a baby baptized, and it's this powerful moment. I'm just like, man, I just want to, like, <laughs> mothers would be so freaked out. That's actually not why The Lion King's about this, though. The Lion King is a story about an identity crisis. Isn't it? Simba is the son of the king. Who does that sound like? Right? He's the son of the king. But he loses his identity. That doesn't happen to Jesus. But Simba's the son of a king, and when his father dies, Simba loses his identity. And the key to the whole movie, the way that Simba knows what he's supposed to do in life, is he remembers who he is. There's that great scene. Remember, like, Rafiki shows up again, and, and Simba chases after him through that field? And his father, Mufasa, appears. And don't pretend like you don't know this. I know you all, like, you know, you pretend that the Disney movies are for your kids, right? Mufasa appears in the clouds, and it's a really profound moment. Mufasa says to his son, he says, you have forgotten me. And Simba says, no, how could I forget you? Right? The whole movie has been about how much he loves his father. And his father says, you have forgotten who you are. And therefore, you have forgotten me. When we forget who we are, we lose our direction and our mission in life. And isn't that true? You know, there's that whole scene we all love. Uh, you didn't know you were going to come to Mass this morning and have a lecture about a Disney movie, but all those other preachers out there are lame. But we all know people about it. Think about that, right? That, that, that scene in the movie where Simba's with those um, Timon and Pumbaa, right, in the jungle. What a profound allegory for so many of us in our young years when we lose sight of what's important. And it seems fun and great, and we go out and do the things we want to do, but we have forgotten our identity. In fact, I was praying with this this morning. If you want, if you really want to destroy a person, you go after their identity. And the basic way you do that is you convince them that they don't belong anywhere and they're not loved. There's this great, you know me, I, someday you guys, we got to gang up on my mother sometime and blame her for my emotions because she gave them to me, but... My poor mother. But <laughs> there's this great song that I just get. It's just touched me deeply recently. You know, all the hip young kids are listening to Josh Garrels these days. And Josh Garrels has this wonderful song, um, and it's called Always Be. And it's, the, he's a Christian artist, and this whole new album he came out with, is all, it's called Home. And it's all about homecoming for a Christian, coming home to God. And 
there's this great line he has in the song, and he says, he just repeats it over and over. He says, there will always be a place for you at my table. There will always be a place for you at my table. There's nothing better than that. On a human level, when your parents love you unconditionally, that makes for a healthy human being. Right? This is why the church, of course, cares so much about marriage. If you want to mess up humanity, go after marriage. There will always be a place for you at my table. My parents are like that. I don't know about your parents. Some parents are really happy when their kids move out. My parents are like, when are you coming home? Your room's ready. You're a priest. You don't have a wife. That means you're ours. (laughs) (laughs) They really think that way. You got to love it when you're, don't ever become a priest when you're 30. You're about to be ordained. I remember being home at 30 and like, all right, guys, mom, dad, I'm going out for the night. They're like, Brian, do you know how cold it is outside? <laughs> what time are you getting home? I'm like, mom, I'm 30. I don't care. <laughs> Christianity isn't about things you do, brothers and sisters. God does care what you do. But way before that, he wants you to know that he loves you and you're a member of his family. And if you don't know that, if you haven't drank deeply of that, you'll never carry out your mission. You'll never be able to do it. The way you and I become healthy, happy, holy people is when we realize our mission flows out of our identity. Our mission flows from our identity. It's so beautiful, it's so profound. All the Gospels, there's so much more to the baptism, but all the Gospels, all four, tell us about Jesus' baptism. And that should tell us it's very important. There's very few things that all four Gospels record, very few. There's the baptism, there's the crucifixion, the Last Supper, the resurrection, and the multiplication for the feeding of the 5,000, and that's it. Nothing else is in all four. And that should tell us this is really important. Jesus is baptized and he hears the Father's voice. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. Jesus lives from that identity. Everything he does flows from that. It's not just doing good things. Jesus knows and he rests in the fact that he is the beloved son of the Father. And our darkest moments in life come when we don't believe that. Both on a natural level with our friends and family and on a supernatural level when we don't believe that we are the children of God. And Satan goes after that. Satan doesn't want you to believe that you are loved by the Father. And we know that. In in the gospel accounts, right after Jesus is baptized, 
he immediately goes into the desert, and what happens? This is the part where you answer. (laughs) He's tempted in the desert by Satan. And what does Satan say to Jesus? He says, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are the Son of God, cast yourself off the temple. Satan's strategy is always to question your sonship or your daughterhood in Jesus Christ. He loves to do that. And when you fall, brothers and sisters, when you don't live up to you know what God wants you to do in this life, and then, by the way, I'm not immune to this. Try being a priest when you sin, right? You don't want to tell the other priest that you're a priest, but they usually know because they're your friend. <laughs> That's why I don't do it. I'm always like, it'd be fun to go to a, to a, like behind the screen to a priest every once in a while and like kind of hide my voice, but I don't. But anyway... That's what Satan does. When we fall, right, what does he say to me? I have been there, and I'm still there. Satan says to me, he says, Brian, you gave it a good try, and you failed. (laughs) You don't really believe God loves you, do you? That is the tactic of Satan. And it is the darkest most evil lie that you and I can listen to. If you want to destroy a person's life, you attack their identity. And that's what Satan does to every one of you in this church. And it's a lie. Brothers and sisters, if you want to know what God's purpose for your life is, it's not for you to do something. It's for you to know deeply that you always have a place at the Father's table. What does this mean? Why do we know this? This is so central to Christianity. When you're baptized, brothers and sisters, what happens, God only has one son. Jesus Christ is the only son of God. But here's what Paul says in Galatians 3.26. He says, in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. What that means is the day you were baptized, you entered into his life. You became a member of the body of Christ. What does that mean? It means that you share in the relationships that Jesus has. You, in fact, share in his identity. Right, Lord, I don't have to fear that you'll stop loving me. God could not, he could stop loving me just as much as he could stop loving Christ himself. Because I share in the identity of Jesus Christ through my baptism. When I was baptized, the Father looked down from heaven and he looked at me, at Brian Larkin as a little baby, and he said, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. 
When you enter into Christ, you share in his relationships. And so, brothers and sisters, every Mass, I hope every day, multiple times a day, you pray the Our Father. God has only one Son. It should be shocking to us that we can say Father to God. But you say that because you're baptized. And through your baptism, you share the relationships and the identity of Jesus Christ. Because we are in Christ, his mother becomes our mother. We're built into this family. We can call each other brothers and sisters. And not just because it's a nicety, but in reality. Your mission in life flows from your identity. And it's a great question. It's a wonderful question to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's my purpose? What's my direction in this life? Very simply, brothers and sisters, your mission flows from your identity. And if you have not drank that in deeply, if you have not felt the love of God, that you belong at his table, you'll never enter into mission. Lord, we thank you for your baptism and that you brought us into your life through our baptism. Jesus, fill us with that knowledge and joy that we are part of the family, that we're loved, that we belong to you, and through you, we truly are sons and daughters.